Hey guys, God bless you. It is Nate here. As you can see, we are outside. We're outside tonight with it. Those of you that are listening, we're currently outside. I encourage you to head over to the YouTube channel if you'd like to see the location for tonight where we are. It is currently 11.41 p.m. The night before this is supposed to go up. <laughs> the night before this is supposed to go up. A little bit of procrastination at its finest. Trying to get back into the groove. Um, but before we get into that, God bless you. Hello, Know His Heart family. I'm so glad that you are here. I'm so glad you're back. I'm so glad you're back. Listen, I, I, I'm trying to keep my word. I say we were going to be on it now. We were going to be on it because we fell off a little bit with, with, with recording episodes just because of how crazy life got, how busy life got. But I'm learning to balance everything. I'm learning to balance everything. And for those of you that keep up with the podcast that don't know, I'm in Charlotte, North Carolina, my hometown where I grew up where I spent the majority of my life. Um, this is where I went to middle school, high school, college, and I went to elementary school here too, actually, part of it. And so I moved back a couple weeks ago. Um, the beginning of October, I moved back. And so I'm here, I'm back home, and I'm so glad that you're here. Listen, if you are watching on YouTube right before we get into it and you haven't subscribed, come on and join the family. Come on and join the Know His Art family. Turn on, uh, subscribe and hit the notification bell. Um, you actually get a higher chance of people to subscribe when you tell them to. Um, as you guys know, I do my research, I do my statistics. So, and those of you on Spotify and Apple Music, on Apple Podcasts, thank you guys for tuning in again. The faithful crowds, the faithful family, Amen. But yes, I'm here. I am in Charlotte, North Carolina. I am in my hometown. I'm around the corner from my house at Emily's Bakery. Um, they don't know that I'm here, but it's okay. I'm a child of God. Everywhere that I put the plan of my foot is mine. Ho ho, says the word. <laughs> I'm so corny. I am so corny. Uh, but that's okay. Uh, man, I hope you guys have been good. I feel like it's been a while. The last episode that you just saw, um, last week was just kind of the after party of the live recording. Man, we have so much to catch up on. I'm so thankful. And so happy to everybody that showed up. That was my first event, like my first real event, my first uh, uh, ministry event. And I was so nervous. I was so scared, but I'm so grateful. I want to thank everybody that came out and showed support. It meant the world. It meant everything to me. I didn't think people were going to come. I wasn't sure how it was going to turn out. But God is good. So many people were blessed by it. So many people were happy to just show up and and. I don't mean to get emotional. We just started. We're three minutes in, but I was just blown away by the amount of people that even care. You know, for lack of a better phrase, just so you can understand me, who even give a crap. Like, like people actually came, and I was like, wow, you guys really support me, and I don't take that lightly. Not just me, but what the Lord is doing through this vision, and, and that just meant everything to me. Every time I encounter people that actually care, that actually love and support, without even having knowing having known me so long, but they support me, they support the vision that God has given me, they support the Lord that is in me and through me, and, and that just means everything, so I'm so thankful. Um, you know, so yeah, that was a wrap-up. That episode was just kind of telling you guys how we felt afterwards, just a recap, just like a touching base after the event, but we're here now. We're here now. This is the first official episode that I'm releasing in Charlotte. I, re I have one recorded 
in Charlotte that I never released that I did at another Amelie's months ago during the summer and I never released it. But we're here now. We're here now. We're here now. We're here now. And I posted something on my story talking about a very, very personal episode that I'm going to release. And that'll be next week. I know some of you might have tuned in thinking it was this week. Um, but no, I need time. I got to pick the right setting. I got to pick the right place for that. And I need time to prepare. So that'll be next week, that episode that I mentioned on my story where I'm finally going to speak about something in, in, important in my life. That'll be next week. So please tune in next week as well um, for that episode. It's going to be very uh, close to my heart. Um, but this week, this week, I want to talk about something that came up that really ministered to me, especially in this season. And, and, and it was a quote that I saw somebody else post that ministered to me. And I said, by the way, if you see my watch and it's not ticking, <laughs> it's not broken. This is a solar powered watch. And as you can see, it's, it's nighttime and, it, and it's been tucked away in a drawer for a while. So there, it has no battery. It's not broken. I don't know why I'm mentioning that, but that was in my mind. It was just bothering me that you guys might be like, yo, Nate's watch is broken. It's not ticking. It's not moving. But it's because it's solar powered. And obviously, it's nighttime. But anyways, um, someone posted this and it ministered to me. And I shared it. And then so many people were on my story, like replying, like, oh, like this is fire. And they reshared it. And, 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 and it resonated with a lot of people. So I was like, you know what? Let's talk about it. Because I was, I, was, I was talking to the Lord. I was like, all right, God, what do you want me to talk about? And I'm going to let you guys in on something. Right? I've been trying to be more intentional with the episodes. I've been trying to be more intentional with the content that I put out. I've been trying to be more intentional with everything that I do on my socials, on the podcast. Because I felt myself, not that I was there, but I felt myself slipping into a place where it was becoming about the numbers. And where I wasn't feeling a sense of satisfaction if this post didn't do as well as all the other posts. Or I would get so frustrated when Instagram would oppress like my content, which it's, it's been doing. It happens. When you learn about algorithms and, algorithms and socials, those kind of things happen, right? And I would get frustrated because I'm like, man, the algorithm is changing and I don't feel like relearning and I don't feel like do, playing the game and trying to make everybody see my stuff. And why did this post only get like... 160 likes when my other posts have gotten 500 likes and da, da 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 and I felt myself getting caught up and it's not wrong to worry about the numbers because when we want to be effective we have to look at those things right obviously the desire is for the content to reach as many people as possible as many people as possible to see the vision to get the message to hear the word of God that obviously right Jesus was not gonna Jesus was strategic like he'll sit you ever notice, man, we're already in. We're talking about Jesus already. We're, we're not even 10 minutes in. I like that. We're, we're in the intro. Jesus would stand strategically in the boat and face the people and speak to them. Do you know why? Have you ever noticed that when you're at a beach and someone is speaking, how you can hear them? so clearly but they're out in the water some of you have experienced this i know this is a very specific example but when you go to the beach and you're at the beach and people are a ways away from you a quiet conversation will carry and you can hear what other people are saying at a greater distance because voice your voice is going to carry because of the waves because of the wind i don't know the science behind it but it happens 
isn't it weird? Has that ever happened to you? I was at the beach not too long ago. I was on the shore. I was like far away and I could hear what someone was saying and they weren't even screaming or in a video, you can hear them and you're like, what is going on? But it's because your voice carries. So Jesus was strategic. Jesus would stand and say, I want as many people to hear this as possible. So in other words, Jesus was playing with the quote unquote algorithm of the environment of nature, even back then. So yes, we do pay attention to the numbers, to the algorithm, obviously, but I felt myself getting caught up in that. And I felt myself trying to make a video that was going to do numbers. Just because when you're doing that all the time, okay, I got to bring it, I got to put out something that's going to be good. Uh, what's my next post going to be? And I was like, hold on, when you used to post, it just came from the heart, whatever the spirit guided you to do, whatever you were feeling. And I wanted to get back to there. I wanted to get back to there because that's when I felt, that's when I feel like my content was the most successful. That's when I feel like my content was the most real, when it was the most fun to do content because it wasn't fun, right? But I'm getting to the point of today's topic. So I'm trying to get back to that, right? I'm making content with a purpose, content that matters, that means something to me. And if it does numbers, it does numbers. Glory to God. And if it doesn't, it doesn't. Glory to God. Doesn't matter. Like, I'm just going to do this from the heart. I'm going to do my part in making sure that I put everything where it needs to go and follow, obviously, the tips and tricks that I've known. But I'm going to make sure that my heart is centered to what the purpose of this is and what I'm doing this for. Um, you know, when I first started the podcast, it was growing crazy and getting a lot of views per episode, hundreds of views. But, you know, that is the initial. And these things take time. And you grow it. And I would love for this to be sustainable. I'd love to be able to make a, a living off of this. But all that takes time. But the point is, we're getting back to intentional, heartfelt, meaningful content. And I just want to bring myself back to the right mentality. And that leads us into our topic today of slowing down. That quote that inspired this episode. If my brand does not deceive me, I'm going to try to paraphrase it I'd rather be going slow in the right direction than fast in the wrong direction right I'd rather be going moving slowly in the right direction than quickly in the wrong one and my 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 desire my, my 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 what i'm asking of you tonight is to slow down or to be okay with a slow pace do you know that story of the rabbit and the tortoise the tortoise and the hare and the tortoise says slow and steady wins the race and so the point of this is that many of you feel like you're not where you're supposed to be you feel like you're not where you want it to be in this stage of life, how many of you said, man, at this age or at this stage, I'm going to have this and that and this and that. And you don't have it. And man, I know what that feels like as someone who's in his 20s now approaching his late 20s. In January, I'll be 28. I'm 27 now. And I know a lot of you have felt that way. And it's not it's not a limited to age. You could be I know 16 year olds 
who are like, oh my God, I thought I would have this and have that, and I don't know what I'm doing. I know 17-year-olds, 18-year-olds, 19-year-olds that are like, oh my God, what am I doing with my life? I'm not where I want to be. And I'm so quick to tell them, hey, like slow down. You have all the time in the world. You have your whole life ahead of you. But I don't apply that to myself. And man, don't we do that? We're so quick to give someone else, someone else advice. We're so quick to be kingdom-minded about other people. But when's the last time that you were kingdom-minded about yourself? When's the last time that you were kingdom-minded, that you were grace-minded, that you were positive about yourself, the way that you are about other people? And I was so quick to say, hey, you're fine. You got all this time ahead of you. Don't worry. God's got you. You're on the right pace. But then I would look at my own life. And I'd be like, man, I am not where I want to be. And I feel like I'm running out of time. But God wants to tell you today, you are okay. You are not running out of time. Trust his timing. Trust his pace. Can I be honest with you that are listening to me? And I'm thinking about a couple of you as I talk about this. Man, I feel God. I did not expect to, not that I didn't expect to feel God, but you know, I haven't recorded episodes in a while and I'm just getting back into the groove. But man, I'm feeling God on this. I'm thinking about some of you as I talk about this. And I'm not going to say your names, but I'm thinking about you. And maybe I'll tell you after. And I know you're listening. You know, I'm 28. I'm 27, about to be 28. And can I be honest with you? I thought that by this age, I would have a wife two kids in the house. Man. I thought I'd be somewhere else. I didn't expect to uh, get emotional about this. I really thought I would be somewhere else in life. And I get emotional not because, oh man, I'm sad, but just because I, 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 I empathize with that younger me that had all these expectations and man sometimes expectations will distract you from the perfect will of God expectations will make you want to rush when God is wants you to pace yourself you know I thought I would have a house a wife two children this great you know, financially stable. And the truth is, I just moved back in with my mother <laughs> into my into the house I grew up in. Well, the apartment I've been in, I, I moved there. We moved there when I was 16. So I was there from 15, 16 to 22 when I moved out. And I just moved back in. And the reason why I moved back in is because I moved back to Charlotte, but obviously, you know, uh, my, my my childhood room is there, my room for my teens. I wanted to move in and save some money before I got a place. Because as you guys know, I'm in a transition into full-time ministry. And so I'm learning to adjust my income and learn how to live under this new income. And so, you know, this is, this is it's a blessing. At first I was looking at it like, dang, bro. But then I looked at it, no, this is a blessing. I thank God that I have my parents' home to go to, my mom's home to go home to in this season where God is working in me and God is moving things and putting things in place. 
So, man, I thought all these things. And maybe some of you have felt that way. Like, dang, I thought I would have this. I thought I would have that. I thought I would be here. I thought I would be there. And you're blaming yourself. You're blaming God. You're blaming the world. You're just so miserable that you're missing what God is doing in the now. How many times are we so busy being miserable that all of our focus and our attention is distracted from what God is doing in this season here and now? Man, we are so stressed out. And God's like, I am moving. I am moving and you don't see it. I always tell that story. It's like Jacob. Jacob was like so stressed about a situation. And I'm trying, to, I'm trying to make sure that I get this story right chronologically in the time order that it went. I don't want to mix up my time frames. But there's a situation where Jacob is laying down on a rock sleeping and he sees the vision you know the quarter that we all sang or what is it what is it oh yeah and he would see the ladder he saw the ladder and the angels were going up and the angels were going coming down and jacob wakes up and says god was here and i didn't even know it i'm paraphrasing because in spanish it says ciertamente jehová estaba aquí yo no lo sabía jehová está aquí yo no lo sabía He's saying, God is here. I didn't even know. And so you're so caught up in the fact that you're not where you thought you were going to be, that you're missing what God is doing in the here and the now. And hey, let's be honest. Maybe we are not where we thought we were going to be, and it's our own fault. Excuse me. Can we, can we, like, let's, let's tell the truth. Maybe we're not where we thought we were going to be, and it is our own fault. We did it. We did it. We caused it because we made some decisions and we're not perfect and we did some things and we were stubborn and we made mistakes. But the beauty is that God's grace, the grace that Jesus gives us, it still reaches us. Even after we messed up, God says, if you'll repent and turn away, if you'll just come to me, if you'll just refocus, don't worry. I'll turn your mess into a victory. I'll turn your mess into a testimony. I'll, 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 I'll take care of the timeline. Just focus on me. Sometimes we're not where we want to be, and it's our own fault, and I've been there. There are certain decisions that I made when I was younger. It's my own fault. It's my fault that I am not at a place where I, where I thought I could have been in different aspects, in ministry, in life, in my education, in my finances? Do I think that God's will still took place in my life despite my decisions? Absolutely, I still do believe that God is carrying out his will. And though I may have veered away, Jesus was recalculating. <laughs> Come on now. I may have missed an exit or two, but Jesus kept recalculating in his grace. You know the, D, the GPS? Recalculating recalculating you know what's so beautiful is that the gps will still keep telling you hey i know you got off track but here's i'll get you back and that's what jesus does and some of you listening have maybe been beating yourself up or you feel like you've gotten off track or you know but jesus the holy spirit is recalculating and he'll bring you back on path if you let him
And uh, sometimes it isn't our fault. Sometimes it's not something we did, my friends. Sometimes it's not something we did. But instead, it's something that happened to us. Instead, it's life. And I want to tell you that God's grace still reaches you. He's still working. He's still working. You just got to pace yourself. Don't get frustrated if you're not where you want to be in your mind. Let God take you where he wants to take you. You're so frustrated. You know, I remember when in eighth grade, we were running a mile. We had to run a mile. And, uh, or not even eighth grade, when I got to middle school, right? And when I was in school in New York, we didn't do that. We didn't do the whole run the mile thing. I was in elementary school in New York City for a few years. From the ages of six to 11, I lived in New York City. I moved from North Carolina to New York City from six to 11. Five years, uh, six to ten around there, and I don't remember having PE or gym class or running a mile. I don't think kids do, but when I got to middle school, we had to run a mile, and a lot of the kids would start off full speed running because they wanted to win and like I'm gonna get there before everybody else. And they had ambition, which was a which was a good thing. It's good for you to be ambitious. It's good for you to have goals. It's good for you to be passionate and want to win it. But the problem is we let our ambition take control. We let our and we start pushing ourselves and pushing ourselves and pushing ourselves and pushing ourselves and we burn ourselves out. And we get angry. We get frustrated when we see other people passing us or reaching goals that we don't want to reach. Because you know what they would say: pace yourself. The gym teacher would say, pace yourself. It's okay. I'd rather you run a 10-minute mile than not be able to finish it. Pace yourself. Don't take off running fast as soon as you start because you're going to burn yourself out. You're going to run out of energy, and you're gonna be, you may be able to do it for one whole lap, but at the end of that lap, you'll be gassed out, and you still have three more to go because it was four laps. Quail Hollow Middle School, down the street that way. The middle school that I went to is down that street. Also, the high school that I went to for two years is down that street because I went to two other high schools for freshman year and senior year, but sophomore and junior year. The high, they're right down there. Four laps would, would reach one mile. And we had kids that were burned out after the first one because they were running full speed and I can do it and I'm fast and I don't want anybody to beat me. And they got focused more on winning than finishing. Come on now. They got focused more on beating other people than finishing, on being the best than finishing. And what happens is when you're focused on that, I got to reach the goal and I got to beat this goal. I got to beat my own goal. I got to beat my own standards. I got to beat other people and I got to go and I got to go and I got to be the best and I got to go and I got to finish and I got to get there. Oh my God, you know what I sound like? That, that rap, that song by Busta Rhymes, you, you know, then I got to get it when I got to go and I got to get it. <laughs> Some of y'all going to call me fleshy for that. Some of y'all are going to call me fleshy for that, but it's all right. We all know it. We've seen the memes and all of that. And the, the gym coach will be like, hey, pace yourself. Pace yourself. Come on. I'd rather you jog it. Jog it. Take your time. But he would also say, but don't walk. Don't walk either. See, the gym coach would say, pace yourself. Don't get too comfortable. But don't wear yourself out. And this is where we find ourselves. Right? 
don't run too fast. You're wearing yourself out. You're stressing yourself out. You're losing sight of the goal. You're not finishing. You're losing sight of the purpose that God has for you. You're trying to do things in your own strength. And God says, hey, pace yourself. Slow down. Jog. But the problem is, is that we get a little too comfortable and we start walking. That's not what he wants us to do either. Right? Slow down. Pace yourself. Don't go too slow, but let God guide you. Let the Spirit guide you. I know you have goals. I know you have ambitions to the young ministers out there. I know you want to grow. I know you want to be big. I know you, it's, it's okay. It's nothing wrong with wanting to grow in your ministry and reach these goals. See, a lot of people think, uh-uh, no, 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 don't be looking for, you're a minister. You can't be looking for, for stages. You can't be looking for goals. We should want to grow. I'll give you Bible. See, a lot of people don't use Bible. See, the Lord tells a parable about a master that gave out talents. He said, I'm going to be back. Multiply it. Do more with it. Bring back more. So there's nothing wrong with me wanting to grow in the talent that the Lord has given me. If I'm a worship leader, there's nothing wrong with wanting to one day uh, lead worship in arenas and stadiums for the glory of God. Because if the worldly people are doing it, people are doing it. And bringing thousands of people in, people in arenas to hell. Then I want to bring thousands of people in arenas to Jesus. There's nothing wrong with wanting to grow and reach higher places. And, and yes, I know you want that. I know you want that. I know you want to do full-time ministry. I know you want to grow. I know you want to reach souls for Christ. I know you want your ministry to grow. I know you want to have a business. I know you want your business to grow. I know you want to sell merch. I know you want to uh, 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 do your conferences. I know you want to be, I know you want all these things. I know you want the house. I know you want the job. I know you want to be a leader in your church. I know you want to be a youth pastor. I know you want, I know you want all these things. And that's okay. It's good. But slow down. I'd rather you go slowly in the right direction than quickly in the wrong one. Pace yourself. I don't want you to lose yourself in the process. God does not want you to lose yourself in the process. The Holy Spirit is saying, hey, I got it. Let me take it. See, there's this verse and I forget it. Um, I'm going to look it up. A few of my friends and I, uh, uh, some old friends of mine, we've talked about this, this, this. This verse, I'm going to look it up right now. Uh, give me just a second, my people. I'm searching it up. It's this Bible verse that talks about it. Look at it right here. Praise God. First of Corinthians 3, 6. I like that. 6 through 8. We're going to read that right now. I've got it here in front of me. Hold on, it's 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 loading. My iPad is uh, my iPad is not one of the newest, but it's never this slow. Here we go. Oh, that's why, because it went to Spanish. Here we are. Look at this. I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. So then, neither who plants is anything, nor he who waters, but God. I don't know if you guys can hear that truck passing by. Hopefully not. This microphone is supposed to be pretty good at canceling out sound hey puppy there's a puppy walking by you guys know i love dogs i planted apollos watered but god gave the increase so that neither he who plants is anything 
nor he who waters, watch this, but God who gives the increase. So we have to understand, yes, we're going to do our part, but remember that it is God that gives the growth. You put in the work. Don't be lazy. Don't walk. Don't walk this mile. Put in the work, but let God handle the rest. God gives the growth. You have to be okay that you have not reached the standards that other people have put for you. You have to be okay with the fact that you not have reached you have not reached the standards that you have put for yourself. But glory be to God that we have a that we have a, a, a Holy Spirit, that we have a Savior in Jesus Christ that has so much grace and love for us that we're moving at the pace that He has for us. If I haven't reached that next level, obviously if I'm living right before the Lord, I gotta make sure because a lot of times we say, God, why am I not growing? And it could be because we're not living right before the Lord. Because God cannot give us that increase if we don't know how to how to manage it correctly. I saw this video of this young guy on my way home from church tonight. And I went to church tonight. And he was talking about how, hey, like, you can't expect to receive something for God if we're not living the right way. You cannot claim, God, I want to grow, I want to grow. And sometimes you will grow outside of the will of God, but you will not be able to sustain it. And God is saying, hey, make sure that you're living right. Because if you're not growing, it's not, oh, the Lord is processing me. God says, no, you're not being obedient. Right? Man, I lost my train of thought. Yes, let him give the growth, but make sure we're doing our part. Because verse 6, verse 8 says, of uh, 1 Corinthians 3, Now he who plants and he who waters are one, and each one will receive his own reward according to his own labor. This verse is talking specifically about a story where it was about, you know, because some people were saying, oh, I'm from him and I'm from there and I'm from this guy and I'm from that guy. And he said, no, 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 we're all one, but we can apply it to this. You see how we can apply it? Because the Holy Spirit will give you understanding. Um, and, and one Bible verse in a season may apply this way, but we can also apply it another way. So we thank the Holy Spirit for revelation. What this is, this can also be interpreted in that manner that we'll receive our reward for putting in the work, for doing our part. But let God give you the growth. Trust him. Trust him. Because it's hard. And you get frustrated. And you feel shame. You feel shame because of where you are. But there is no shame. Man. Oh, man. I feel God on that. There is no shame for you. You don't have to be ashamed. You don't have to feel shame. That's the beauty of Jesus Christ. And I know some people just feel so burdened by shame. They feel so much guilt. But I want to tell you that Jesus wiped away all of your shame and your guilt. Stop being so hard on yourself. Stop blaming yourself. Just give it to Christ. He's saying, hey, I love you. I am not finished with you. I haven't given up on you. You're not out of time. You are not out of time. Let me, let me be glorified in this season. Man, I, I'm getting really congested out here. It's a little cold out here. As you can see, my breath. That's why you guys see me struggling a little bit with my, with my nostrils. I sound a little congested, but. This is what God is saying. There's no shame for you. Yeah, I know you made some mistakes. It's okay. It's all right. 
Let go of your shame. Let go of your guilt. I got you. I got you. I'll take you at my pace. So can we trust God? Can we stop letting ourselves get so caught up in everything we haven't achieved? That we're missing out on everything God has done for us. On where God has brought us to. Look at how you're still here when you shouldn't have been. Look at how you're still standing when you shouldn't have been standing. Look at how you're still here. That's all God's grace and mercy. And he's been with you. He's never left your side. So to my people that are listening to me, ministers, non-ministers, worship leaders, you that are frustrated that you're still leading worship in that small little church with all the elderly members, it's okay. Be excellent in your season. Mm. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Because I was about to end. And look at the Holy Spirit giving me that one. Be excellent in your season, you preacher that are frustrated that you're not getting as many invites as the other people. I used to, I remember when I was a young preacher, 16, 17, I used to say, God, look at all these people that have strayed away from your word and they're preaching every single week and their book, their agendas are full. I used to say, God, send me. I'm preaching the truth. Why don't you send me? And I was getting frustrated in my season. It wasn't my season. Now I'm in a season where, for example, I have four or five events waiting on me. I'm booked the next four, five, six weeks. I'm not as booked as other people, but I'm more booked than I was before at that age. It wasn't the season at that time. I didn't understand. Obviously, glory be to God. But back then, I was like, send me. Look at all. Why don't you send me all of these other people that, that, that don't even care? I care. Send me. Open doors for me. When is it going to be my turn? If you can learn to serve with excellence in the season that you're in, rather than complaining about where you're not, serve with all your heart where you are. Rather than complaining about where you're not, be excellent where you are. You're, listen, be the best preacher where you are, right there in that church. Be the best worship leader where you are in that church. Be the best daughter you can be be the best son you can be be the best parent the best mother you can be the best father you can be be the best spouse you can be the best boyfriend the best girlfriend the best husband the best wife in the season where you are now you may not have everything that you want everything that you need but work in excellence with what you have while god opens the door for the next in your job you may hate your job but you can't get a new job right now serve in excellence be an example of christ there where you are i didn't want to be at my job i was getting so frustrated i did not want to work there i wanted to do ministry i was like god i'm not happy i'm frustrated i'm angry every day i'm not happy i want to serve you i want to do your will i want to do your ministry i want to be i want to travel i want to go on mission trips i want to save souls but it wasn't time It wasn't time. And the Lord taught me. You know, you put that on my spirit. Be faithful in the season that you're in. Be grateful. Do the best that you can do. Be the best you can be. And in due time, 
you'll reach that place that you want to reach and that the Lord wants you to reach. But don't get frustrated. Slow down. Refocus. Refocus. I told you guys at the beginning that I needed to refocus. Because I was getting tired of content. I didn't want to post anymore. And I was like, I gotta. I want to do this for the right reasons. I had a video that went low-key viral. And I was like, well, when's the next video going to going to do those numbers again so you know what don't rush take your time God has made promises to you and in his due season they'll happen but you have to learn to wait on the Lord and to serve in excellence in the season that you're in we got to be grateful all in due time my friends take your time Slow down. Pace yourself. See what God is doing in this season. Don't get so caught up in the next. So caught up in the next season that you forget about this one. Wow, I'm really struggling with my my nose right now. I'm so congested, guys. I'm sorry. You've been seeing me struggling. Um, just didn't expect it to be this cold. And uh, but yeah. I guess that's what I want to leave you guys with. Slow down. Take your time. It's okay. You're going to reach it in due time when the Lord wants you to. And uh, you're going to do great. You're going to do great. You're going to be a great mom. You're going to be a great mom. You're going to be a great dad you're going to be a great great dad you're going to be a great sibling you're going to be a great aunt uncle you're going to be a great child a great daughter a great son give yourself some grace give yourself some time you're going to be a great preacher you're going to be a great worship leader you're going to do just fine don't think that you're running out of time the business is coming the education is coming the house I'm sure if God pleases he'll give you one don't stress on that stuff a lot of times we get focused on that and, I, and I'm not preaching prosperity here don't get me wrong but I'm just saying for those of you that are waiting on a house and as you've been struggling hey wait on the Lord I'm waiting on a house too for those of you that are waiting on that job on that position if it's God's will it's coming wait on your time don't stress it wait on the business wait on the growth Wait on the time of the Lord. You're going to see it. Wait on that family. Some of you in your season of singleness, you're frustrated because you're not where you thought you were going to be. Wait on the Lord. That spouse is coming, and when it comes, oh, it's going to be beautiful. So that's what I'll leave you guys with. Tune in next week, God willing, as well. Next week, we're going to get into that topic, uh, that special episode that is really near and dear to my heart, and I want you guys to be a part of it where I talk about a certain situation that I went through in my life and I'm waiting for, I've been waiting for, for, for years to talk about it and I finally feel it's time. But I'll leave you with this. And guys, I ask that you please share this with somebody. Share this with somebody that you think might be feeling the way that you feel. David didn't become king immediately. Years and years passed before David was finally sitting on a throne. Give it some time. There's some things in life that happen quickly, other things that don't. 
Give it some time. Moses, some time passed before he led the people out of Egypt. Time had to pass. First he was in the palace, then he was out of the palace, and he was living in the desert and living and, and, and pastoring the sheep. And Give it some time. You'll have your moment in front of the Red Sea where the waters open and you're walking in the full will and purpose of God and you're seeing the, the, the miracles, the signs, and the wonders. You're seeing the moment. You're seeing what you've prayed over. Your time is going to come. Your time is going to come. Noah, years building the ark. Years, years building the ark. Years of people calling him crazy. Years of people talking down on him. Years of people saying, hey, your time is up. The rain should have came by now. You're wasting time. What are you doing? He spent so much time building that ark. You know what? Let's look. Let's look. Let's look it up. I know I said we were leaving, but I promise we're closing. I just want to get the exact number. How long for Noah to build ark? Let's see. Let's see. It took Noah, let's see, there's this study here that says a tentative range of about 55 to 75 years for a reasonable maximum time to build the ark, right? That's what it says here. However, these 120 years are a countdown to the flood. Okay, so what is it saying here? Give me the answer. Give me the answer. Give me the answer. I don't remember it. I got to look it up. What, 75 years? Yeah, it's about. It's about that long. He spent. The point is he spent years building that ark. Years. And it took time. So give yourself some time. Give yourself some time. Share this with somebody who you think they might benefit from them. I encourage you to share this podcast with a couple people that may not be part of the family. I encourage you to share it. Have them subscribe. Have them uh, uh, follow on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or YouTube. Subscribe on YouTube. YouTube, we're really trying to build our YouTube. And share this with someone. And I'll greatly appreciate it. Guys, I love you. God bless you. And I'll see you again next week, okay? Take your time. Slow down. You'll be okay. Okay.